Everybody, welcome to Rain City Supercars, episode 56. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. That was a Rainier. Yeah, it was. And Rain City Supercars is brought to you by Hegarty Insurance. And Rainier. And Rainier Beer. And we're broadcasting out of our new location, Driver's Club. This beautiful new clubhouse here at Driver's Club in Redmond that I want to live in, but Amanda says I can't. She keeps you know, kicking me out. Apparently, it's frowned upon in this establishment. I don't know. I can sleep on those couches. They're big enough. I couldn't. I mean, they're gorgeous, comfortable couches, but I need me a bigger couch. Have you seen how much Rainier whiskey and wine is in here? We can sleep anywhere in here. Oh, that's a good Eventually. point. I could probably sleep on like the granite countertops of the bar for <laughs> right. that. I mean, I don't know. The TV's not big enough. I know. We were enjoying uh, the game behind us here. What are these, Doug? Our guest today is Doug Perry from Drivers Club. How big are these screens? You guys are reminding me that I need to probably update the uh, membership agreement about sleepovers. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> Wait, can we make bunk beds? Is there room for activities? <laughs> Wait, do you like guacamole? <laughs> uh, these are 485-inch Sony Brav- uh, Bravia XBRs, uh, and then uh, 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 we're uh, using uh, a, a just-ed power, so we can do a four-TV matrix, so we're watching all on one screen here in Monday Night Football. Yeah, so I was wrong on my Instagram earlier, folks. I, don't I know. apologize. I could, I could do without the lines in the middle. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you have bought one screen, Doug? <laughs> I wanted to go bigger, but it was another thirty grand. So, oh, is that all? Yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> a small American sports car. That's all. Just one big. Where would you have put it? <laughs> Same wall. There's, yeah, there's room to go bigger. <laughs> I laugh because I, I know how much work and, and effort he put into these tiles on this wall, and I can't imagine covering more of them. I know. So if you guys haven't seen our Instagram or you've lived under a rock and haven't seen the photos that everybody's been talking about online, it's uh, the Drivers Club is now officially open. Uh, our guest today is Doug Perry. He's the owner of Drivers Club, and this is his vision, his baby. We've talked to Amanda before. She's the general manager, but Doug is the, is the man. He's the owner. And let's just get right into it. What is Drivers Club? That is the question that is the single most <laughs> often yeah, asked question we get. We've been asking you that question for the last, I don't know, nine months. So you guys need a marketing tagline here? Or like Whatever you, you want to describe. I know it's your a baby. place you can hang out and your car can stay the night. Apparently cars are welcome, but not us. Yeah, so I don't. Drivers Club is hard to really wrap up in a couple sentences yeah. and you know your last guest ben you know with the video that we produced with to, to help explain driver's club that was what i challenged him with i was like look you need to describe the driver's club without using any words because to me driver's club is is the pursuit it's you know it's a passion of cars it's surrounding yourself with people that enjoy cars they're good people they're involved in the community for us driver's club is something that we are evolving as well for lack of a better term we want it to be what the members want it to be Um, it's not necessarily what i want it to be and i think that's a big point that i like i always try and make to people is that if you guys want to go do this or you guys want to do that let's do it you know uh, for me i am just trying to create the catalyst to allow for members and for people to really take it to the next level of car ownership and car clubs I've always been telling people that I, 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 I kind of define Drivers Club as a place that it's, it's a great starting point for any automotive adventure. It's a great place to store your cars. It's a great place to come and, and hang out and have a good Rainier with other car friends. And it's a great place to start your first drive in, in a fall drive into the Pacific Northwest. 
Yeah, you know, I guess I always tell people that the necessary evil is storage. You know, for us, this, the storage is what makes the cars live here. We want our cars to be close to us. We want to enjoy our cars. You know, we there's a lot of collectors in the area, and they have their own private collections and their own private garages, but they just can't breathe. They can't be seen. And for me, I wanted to create an aggregation. You know, this is like, you know, there's Web 2.0, Web 3.0. You know, for me, this is Car Club, you know, 3.0 or 2.0. Um, I want to... I'm trying to create the next model of what I think car clubs and what car ownership should be about. You know, there's yacht clubs and golf clubs, and now there's driver's club. It's just iconic. It should be a bumper sticker. There's, <laughs> there's yacht clubs, there's golf clubs, and now there's driver's club. Bum, bum, bum. Which is ironic because you can come to driver's club and take your golf club and go golfing in the golf simulator. That's true. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys have a top golf simulator, yeah. not just any golf simulator. Yes, we are proud of our Top Golf Swing Suite. It is it should be. Yeah, it looks really good too. It's the first golf course I've ever been on where I can't dig a hole. <laughs> Actually, we should talk about it. I might have dug a hole in the simulator. <laughs> well, it's coming in handy this you know, in the in the winter months, if you play golf or if you're on a simulator, driving simulator, it's nice having a huge screen come in here play 18 holes with your buddies and play forza yeah and for us the clubhouse is a, is a space that it's evolving i have a vision of what i think it should be and and so i've created what i think is the a good structure or a good foundation you know with our 485 inch tvs in our bar and our living area and our kitchen and our top golf swing suite and everything but uh the clubhouse itself i'm really really excited you know amanda and i have been that's one of the things that she and I have been working on nonstop is what social events and what exclusive, you know, experiences do we want to provide our members? And I think that's what everybody's really thirsty for is experiences, something that they don't necessarily, they could probably organize themselves if they had the time. And here we are saying, look, we're going to save you time and we're going to do this for you and we're going to let you have a great time. It's an amazing time. Like uh, with the, the industry party that we had last week, it was, I had some, actually I brought some of my family with me and my mother was commenting on the fact that it was Everybody seemed so comfortable because they knew that everybody that was there had the same purpose. They had the same goals. They wanted to do, they, they were automotive based. I feel like a lot of times, and this is something that happened early with exotics, even before I was, a lot of people were getting trapped in situations because it was, it was a pitch ceremony and it's, it's, that's not what this is. It, it's coming, hanging yeah. out with car, like car, like-minded people. I got to remind myself, I keep saying car guys, <laughs> like, but there's so many awesome car girls and car women in this, in this area, but it really makes it easy and comfortable to come in and you know that some Somebody sitting in the clubhouse or working on their car down there has the same thoughts, goals, and ambitions as you do, and they want to talk cars and they want to drive. And it's, I mean, looking for drivers. Yeah. So last time we were here, it was a had a woman drive in with a GT2 RS, which is always a good sign at any club event. <laughs> well, not event. That was she, so we were just here. She brought in her GT2 RS. Then she brought in her GT. God, I love those cars. Yeah. Porsches. It is not a bad view from the clubhouse down there. That DB4. <laughs> or some Porsche club cars. Yeah, but Doug said we had to stop laying in the parking spaces. I know. People, pretty, people are pretty, starting to wonder. Pretty sure my handprints are still in the glass. A few drool prints. Yeah, that's not a handprint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we need more Windex. <laughs> <laughs> but the place is a sight to behold. I was in here actually yesterday with my brother. We uh, did the Lamborghini Urus drive with our friends at Lamborghini Bellevue, and I, he had the chance to drive. And on our test drive, I was talking to our driver with Lamborghini, and he's from here. And I said, Hey, have you guys seen driver's club yet? And he said, no, we haven't. We've been meaning to check that out. I said, okay, well that's where we're going on our test drive. <laughs> and so I came down and pulled through the parking lot and he goes, we need to go check this place out. <laughs> we're not working. And it is a sight to behold from the, from the road. Well, yeah, you know, the, 
I tell people there's nothing, there's no warehouse you want to hang out in. And, uh, that, that's kind of part of that market research part of my brain that I just can't turn off, you know, like, so my father, Wayne and I, we, you know, this is really a passion project for the both of us. And we traveled the country, the world for that matter, looking at different versions of what people thought was car storage or car club or, you know, car condos are a really big thing that that's going on in the market right now. And so we basically sat down and for years started putting together ideas on what we thought would be something that solved the pain points for what we thought car storage or, or the car community were, you know, a lot of times you'll go to a spot and they've turned the break room and put a TV and a couch there. And they're like, Hey, Chuck, come to our members lounge, you know, and you're it, nobody, <laughs> absolutely nobody. It's like want. the green room from a comedy club. <laughs> what's up? What's growing on the wall? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the comedy club that you don't buy tickets for. Right. But yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, the one question I, I, you and I have actually never spoken about is when you, when you started this idea, where did the idea come from? Did you just see a lack of car storage in this area or were you, because like you said, you guys have traveled the world and you have seen all these places, but what made you think that this would be the good environment for a car storage and, and car social area? You, you know, so this is by definition scope creep. You know, if you were, <laughs> for us, my dad and I originally were trying to think of or solve our own storage problem. And being, uh, you know, kind of the developer business, you know, the hats that we have for our, nor- our normal lives, we thought, okay, there's a market opportunity here, one, to provide something that people want, and two, if we get it big enough and we get enough members into it, we can spread the cost where we think that it's economical and people are willing to pay for it at a certain level. And I always tell people I would never start a business that I wouldn't pay full price for. And so that for me is one of the things that throughout this whole process is bringing that anecdotal, you know, uh, experience of like, what would I do or what would, you know, what do I see out there that I think needs to happen? And so for example, like a lot of the car clubs, and this is not the bag on them, they use valet. They think that they have to valet their cars and they think they have to do it to minimize their liability. But really for us, when I see valet, it's to maximize the amount of cars that they can stick in a, in a spot. And for us, the, we saw that as a market opportunity where we're just no valet. And not only that, but we're 24-7. An owner will gladly park 15 feet away from another car. A valet will gladly pick, park 15 inches from another car. Yeah. Well, the density, you know, because most warehouses are dimensioned for pallets, forklifts. And so even when Wayne and I were out there looking for existing warehouses to, to try and convert to, to our vision, we just couldn't find any. Thing. And after years of searching, even looking at raw land in, in areas, uh, we just realized that we have to build this and it needs to be from the ground up for cars in order to make this really work. And when we started to dimension the building, we knew that it had to be clear span. We don't like columns as car people. Uh, we knew we had to solve the problem of not valets because nobody wants their $5 million car driven by a valet, especially in a weed legal state. You know, it's just, there's just a lot of things that, Hey man, I'll totally take your car. (laughs) It's true. Does this steering wheel taste like chocolate butter? (laughs) (laughs) The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Well, the other thing is, is like people's schedules are totally erratic and people are busy. And we have some members in here that just work a ton and they love cars, but they want to come and visit on their own time. And so, the clubhouse is open 24-7. The warehouse is open 24-7 to members. And we've created a very secure building through doing a lot of, and I think this is almost hasn't been possible in the world just because the technology and the computers and the security haven't caught, quite caught up to what we've done. 
Um, so we've put a lot of capital expenditure into cameras and access systems, you know, really enterprise level stuff to allow for people to securely put their vehicles in here and access them at any time. Um, that's the subject I really want to talk on. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and get into that. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. And right before the break, we were talking about some of the intense security measures this place has. And obviously, I'm kind of a gadget geek since I'm the one playing with all the controls here. Tell me more. Well, what? Tell me what you can tell me about it and what went into that. So I get what I would say is the secret sauce. Yeah. So if I told you, I'd have to kill you. That's fair. We had a security expert come in, take a look at it. One of the things that, like I was trying to t- explain to people, is that if you want true 24-7 access, how are you going to do that? And I really can't really explain more than the fact that we've solved that. And one of the things that most people don't realize is that we spent money on a key locker. Our key locker downstairs is made by Asa Alboy. It's called a Traca system. And it stores up to 200 keys. And so if you want to keep a second key here in a secure, locked, alarm safe, here we are. Now we have the ability... I guess I could go into the collection management portion of Drivers yeah. Club. So for me, the other pain point that I see with owning, Amanda calls them Porsche problems, <laughs> uh, of owning multiple cars or trucks or you know automobiles is that they take time, you know, and they need to get fixed and they need to get love and they got to go to the doctor. And the last thing I want to do is have this hobby take away from family time to take away from my life and so if i can help solve that through systems and operations to allow for colin from cantrell or roberto from ferrari of seattle or adam from you know lamborghini mclaren you know if they can they have access to the building through these security protocols and they feel safe doing that and they can come grab customers cars service them and put them back while i'm on vacation with my family over thanksgiving I, it's a win for me. And because at the end of the day, driver's club, you know, if you think of it as like a pie, you know, a pie chart, there's the, a s- certain amount of time that you have in life. And one of those is family and work and this and that. And what I don't want this to be is something that takes away from that family time or takes away from that work time. I want it to be something that expands that pie. And that's a big thing for me is I don't want people to think that this is a place that we're going to go hide uh, from our wives or from our significant others. Like this is something where you can bring your significant other, you can bring your wife. And, and we've, you know, you know, with Amanda starting Bella Corsa and, and Stan is starting the, the female, you know, kind of driver's club version of this. That was a big thing for me is I want to involve everybody. And I want everybody to, to get involved because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are just, it's like that Seattle freeze, you know, with cars. Right. Well, I want to unlock that. And how do you unlock that? And you make, and you have a bitch in clubhouse with, with a designer that speaks languages to everybody, you know, and, and I guess this would be a plug for Dana, my designer. She's just done an incredible job and she's just gotten tons of compliments of what she's done to make people feel like it's warm contemporary and and everybody loves it oh yeah it's a sight to behold for everybody we've had a lot of good feedback 
it, it, it is there is a shock and awe. I mean, even when you're driving by, like when we were coming to the industrial industry night, and Mandy was in the car with me, and she goes, "Boy, this is a lot different than you were describing." And I was like, "Well, I'm not not real good at that." But Doug, I want to go back and touch on something you were talking about, like the service of the cars. Like Drivers Club has gone above and beyond in the fact that if you keep a car here, say at a Porsche, you can go in through your app and schedule those appointments. You don't even have to, you don't have to schedule the appointment. Everything can be done through Drivers Club. Then Porsche can come and get your car, service your car and bring it back to you, correct? Yeah, it, it, and that's kind of one of the things that uh, when I first met Amanda, I knew that she had been working on an app, Babyrific, I think it was. And, yeah, we talked uh, about it in our episode with her. And uh, so for me, when I was looking baby shark thing, did you? Because I will. Because <laughs> <laughs> I needed an app, and I, you know, I've never done an app. I I know what a good app looks like, but uh, you know, for me, I have a, my managerial style is to surround myself with people way smarter than me for those tasks. Because I I can't do that. I can't do everything, and so. I just immediately tricked Amanda into figuring out that this was a job that she wanted to do because one, you want to work here. You day like one, cars. Is I said, Hey, <laughs> you're going to go develop an app. Here's your budget. Now go do it. And she, you know, before it was, you know, baby Riffick was, and she did a great job on, you know, just bootstrapping that. And now here she has the, you know, the financial backing to go do it. And the, the app itself is something that is a brainchild of, of, again, of convenience and of privacy. So we want members to be able to feel like they can, if they meet another member and they re, they remember that it's a red Porsche or a red five, you know, uh, nine, uh, por- <laughs> another Porsche? <laughs> It'll even be a 550 uh, Marinello, right? There's too many yeah. numbers to remember. <laughs> Hip Hop Anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can type the you can type the tag in red Porsche and it pulls up all the people with red Porsches in the in the membership directory and you can oh I met him um, yeah and so it's like a little mini LinkedIn uh, so to speak so there's a membership directory for me that I get way we were just talking about this in the break we get way too many emails and so I need push notifications if I'm going to pay attention to something because if I actively go and download an app and and select push notifications that means I'm interested and then uh, there's the service element what you were talking about is we created a clear lane so to speak you take your vehicle you take the service provider that you want to bring it to or who will come grab it retrieve it put your notes down and we send an email to that service manager and they've been oriented into the building they've been trained to come grab keys use the key locker and use all the the systems and they feel comfortable doing all that and then you again as a member save time and make it convenient and so that again you are now enjoying the vehicle versus laboring over the vehicle and that's a big distinction that i want everyone to understand is that here we're we're here to drive our cars and our members really drive their cars and that means you got to service them you got to take care of them and that's and that was another thing of having metropolitan detail right next door to us is uh, in the beginning i knew i needed to have that was the most used service that you have as a car owner is giving it a bath and giving it uh giving it some you know washing it after you're done with it so having those guys next door means that your car doesn't have to leave the property in order to, to get it i mean it's so nice that driver's club is covering all costs for that i mean it's just <laughs> doug, you're such a, you need a new porsche transmission doug's gonna get you a porsche tra- no i'm <laughs> totally right. kidding your monthly fee might go way, way up, up that month your, your monthly fee might go up that month by i don't know a porsche transmission but other than that <laughs> Duck fee. Yeah. <laughs> a Doug fee. Well, that's part of the net. I guess would be part of the network effect. You know, I guess that's a buzzword that I always use. But if you did need a Porsche transmission, 
there's going to be a member here that knows somebody who it's like that Kevin Bacon theory, you know, yeah. five degrees of freedom. And that's that, that mini community coming together. And if you, if you don't know somebody, at least there's going to be another member that knows something about that. And can oh, I was just it. talking about like, you know, I need a Porsche transmission. Oh, look in the stall next to me, a Porsche. You mean a Maserati <laughs> transmission? Yeah. Oh. I don't need one of those yet. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> Stop hating on my cars. You said something really interesting. We were uh, during the break about, the type of members you have, and I could not agree more, is you have a great group of people that have a place to show off their car, but don't like to show off. And that's a great distinction. Or maybe it's not, this isn't really the place people go to to flaunt. This is the place to talk to car guys who are like-minded. Yeah, you know, obviously... Car people, Dan. Jeez. With great success means you can buy toys. You know, it, it, it's a matter of fact. And yeah. I've been very blessed in my life to be able to afford some nice cars. And But the thing is, is that car I want to show, but I don't want to show off. Yeah. And those are the types of, of people that we really are attracting to come here. And they're people with very diverse business backgrounds. And that's what I love is that when I'm talking to members or prospective members that are joining, they, they're not just one dimensional. The cars do not define them. The cars no. fit into their life. They don't define their life. And I think that's a, you know, to me, that's, that's perfect. That's who I'm after. Yeah. Ben, we were talking with our last interview with Ben from eGarage and he was saying, talking about the Koenigsegg about how he loved to drive the car, but the attention is the worst part of owning a car like that. When you're a car guy, because you don't drive it to park it and stand next to it. You drive it to get on the roads and you get the exotic drift, as Nick has described many times. And we've experienced that driving other people's cars. <laughs> Where somebody looks at you and they don't realize they're coming into your lane. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I, I have a Guards Red GT3 RS with an exhaust that I call Sex Panther. And it's made... Because <laughs> uh, 60% of the time <laughs> it works every time. Every time. <laughs> and it's, it's, so it's a done in exhaust. And that car gets nothing but attention. And so for me, that's the early morning drive car. I just don't let... Oh, I'm sure your, lo- your neighbors love it when you start that up in the morning. Yeah, Not great. anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> because you have a place to keep it now. Yeah. I have a place to keep it. My wife loves me for this. For that. I can imagine. Yeah, all the kids can say asleep will you leave Secretly, early i understand what you, you you moved all your cars here so you can fill your garage at home with more cars Jeez. well, well and i guess that's a good segue into the kids part, part of for me if you see my video you've seen my kids on my video it's funny I, I i was showing the video to my to my sons and my daughter uh, the other day and i have a three-year-old ben ben can't ride in the back of the 964 because i can't put a car seat full car seat back there i can only put the boosters and he looks at me and goes daddy I'm not in the car. I'm not in the video. And I was like, oh, Ben, you're not. Oh, I'm sorry, bud. And he's like, you going to do another video? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are now, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all he wants is a back seat, Doug. Jeez. And that's what the Raptor's for. He <laughs> oh, loves the Raptor. Yeah. Oh, your three-year-old son likes the giant monster truck you have. That's such a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> he's all boy. I bet he likes ice cream, too, huh? <laughs> You sh- you know you're like a genie over there. You, a no, I just used to be a three year old child. <laughs> you still <laughs> are. You still, I knew that giant was coming. Yeah, there was no easy way for me to say it though. Like I was like, yeah, I'm still a three year old kid. No, you're not. <laughs> so with the electrification and the automation of cars, they're not necessarily getting boring. They're just they're just going in a different direction. And the millennials and the drivers that are coming up, they're going to be driving ride shares, fractional ownership, subscriptions, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's just not me. That's not what I like. I like, you know, and 
it's as you get older, you you tend to go vintage. You tend to start looking for things that slow your roll. That's what Ben was saying last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those are the things that I want to show my children and preserve. And so we kind of have our own little mini museum out here that you're buying into. You know, you get to come and show your car, your restored car, your, you know, something that's part of your life and you get to, you know, that's part of the, the simulator room is the kids want to go play video games. So you come bring them down, give them a quick run on the video game, the golf simulator, the Forza simulator that gets them down here and then take them for a, a, a loop down in the, the showroom and show them the cars and then go buy some diapers and hot dogs at Costco across the street. That's make it a, make it an errand. We were watching elf yesterday on these four eighty-five inch screens. Just happened to be on. We didn't, we just were lucky to find it. I was just like, I really want to have a movie night here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, no, super bowl. No, no comment. Elf. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a little mad at Doug or Dan now because I like elf too, but you had to bring your brother. Didn't you? No, I know. We're going to talk about this off bike. I watched it twice over the weekend. <laughs> it's such a great I, movie. I am, I am more than thrilled. Like my, my girlfriend's son is a huge car kid, and I cannot wait. To, I mean, I'm going to have to hold both of his hands walking around. <laughs> like Everything is a race car to him. I cannot wait to walk him through this. You know, my brother did, and that's you teach him to walk with their hands behind their back. And so they can never touch the cars. Yeah, but your brother's the kind of guy that might zip tie their hands behind their... No. You can do that too. I have zip ties in the car. I'll lend you some. That's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and for me, the types of members are the people that, you know, teach and educate their children how to walk around cars. And, the, and you know, I tell people, I've done my job if I have no problems with members. I don't have, I don't have to police anybody. And that's part of that curation process with the members that we've selected is that... There's just really not a D-bag that we want to let in here. Don't yeah. worry, Dan. That, that lady who's let her child stand on the side skirts of your Z06 oh, will yeah. not be a member here, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah. I almost punched that kid off my car. <laughs> That's how you got the name. Well, there's a, the, jail time, crack side skirt, jail <laughs> yeah. time. Jail time's going to win every time. <laughs> we need to sell that story sometime on another podcast. I know. It, it's, it's quality. Yeah, so it, that is one uh, one good clarification you made, though, is that your your members really are a different sort of crowd and it's not just a matter of who has the money gets in which is great for building a car community because you can't just throw money at a problem to make it go away we all know that well it's, it's like exotics you know if you have a car show that you let anybody in it's gonna fail yeah. you know it's the same thing for a club you can't just let everybody in you can't just take everybody's money and think that it's gonna work that's just not how life works it's just not how you know you want to build something and for me in in this business my father worked you know we always build quality and we build for the long haul and it's the same thing with our apartments it's with our office buildings and our tenants you know we're very patient with that kind and we think that it pays off in the long term for a for a in for a great product but filling those office buildings, apartment buildings, drivers club with the right people, it takes the drama out of it in the future. And the fact that they they, they get you don't along like with drama. each other, huh? You don't like drama. Save drama for your mama. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I met your mother on uh, oh, yeah. night. I, I I could pick your mother out of a crowd without even knowing she was your mother. Beautiful, beautiful woman, and you look exactly like her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about my mom. <laughs> Hi, One. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mom. Hi, Doug's Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Nothing like a rainier to get us back on track, probably, <laughs> temporarily, I guess. Squirrel! Anyway, <laughs> where did we leave off? Something about your mom? <laughs> Nick's mom. What? Yeah, Nick's mom. Hey, wow. We like your mom. <laughs> My mother's a saint. Judy Mantooth is a saint. <laughs> We went to a nice seafood dinner the other night. <laughs> I'll, call, I'll take your mom to a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. 
We're having a good Dan, time. Dan, can here we get tonight. in trouble for quoting movies? No, I know I'm not allowed to sing, but no, we're that's okay. for no, different you're, you're allowed to sing. <laughs> I mean, not really, but yes, you can. <laughs> Back to Drivers Club, <laughs> Doug. So, where do you see? Drivers Club going in the future, like you said, you, you you really want it to be open to the members. But as far as some of the memberships that have already members that have already been in here starting to store their cars, what are you seeing the the fact that they're showing their dreams and views for Drivers Club in the future? Well, there you know, like we were talking about, there's other car storage facilities and there's other car clubs, and you know, for me, I'd like to take over this. This is a growing space. It's I, I'm not the only one out here that's that's attempted this or is doing it right now. And what I'd like to do is take over the narrative, like take hostage of the narrative and the branding. And so when people talk about driver's club or talk about this type of concept, they reference it like a Kleenex or chapstick. Um, Oh, it's like driver's club, but you know, and, um, so for me, the next is to, to go to another city. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, obviously, but that's, that would be my, my future, you know, if I was Marty McFly and I went to, you know, went forward for going back to the movie quotes, that's my kind of my dream. And I think that there's a lot of people out there in other locales that would love this through my research. And the other thing that I would love to do is provide another home base for our members to go. Another well, you're city. saying maybe somewhere else in the United States, not necessarily in this area. Oh, no, I wouldn't do I Yeah, I would get out of Seattle area. It would sure. be another state completely. Well, no, but I mean, where you've placed it here in the Pacific Northwest is, I mean, obviously Redmond being somewhat of a mecca for cars <laughs> between yeah. you and Exotics at Redmond Town Center, it's of, as far as, you know, it's the best place to go on the east side for, for cars. But I mean, you're, you're talking about expanding almost globally in the fact that this could work. I mean, there there are places, uh, 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 an acquaintance of ours, Matt Ferris, starting one down in what? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I mean, so the I, I think the idea is starting, people are starting to see it and you're on the, you're on the leading cusp of it and the fact that you're leading the charge of of, peop- of understanding that people need this. The fact that as millennials get cars, and I really hope they start to buy cars instead of sharing cars, you know. The right kind of millennials. Yeah. I'd just like to see a delivery car that's not a Prius. I'm just going to say it. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> makes the food taste bad. <laughs> How about a Prius with a wrap on it? Mm. Oh, there we go. There's one Prius I a would General drive, rep. and it is owned by Black Rifle Coffee, and it has a, Gat- <laughs> it has a Gatling gun on the top of it. <laughs> if you haven't seen that and YouTube the, video and yeah, yet. You, and go find that commercial, yeah. because what's the phrase? We should go shoot some freedom. <laughs> it's a great phrase. Literally a Gatling gun strapped to the top of a Prius. It's an amazing video. We should, no, it's, it's we should go freedom. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, we should. No, but here locally, like talking about the things that we want to do, so I was just reaching out to a custom suit maker today, and... And uh, we're going to try and bring a trunk show here to Drivers Club. And, and, you know, so there's the experiential stuff uh, that you can do when you bring a a collection of people together and the power of those people. You know, we were just talking about our friend Matt from Westland. You know, he's a member. Uh, Having him come in and, and do a private tasting for us and... So those are the kind of local, hyper-local things that we want to do at each location. And, I, you know, obviously I got a bit ahead of your, myself on the question. I thought you were talking about, you know, global, you know, prestige worldwide. Global domination. Global domination. Seattle first, the moon next. Uh, <laughs> Drivers Club <laughs> on the one, moon for your one, moon rover needs. I only got one car up there, but yeah, it's a exactly. good one. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, the, the, the clubhouse is just one spot. That's our on-site activation, so to speak. And then we have all of our offsite stuff. Again, driving. Driving is the focus. And behind our building is some of the best 
driving roads in the state going into the Carnation Duval Valley back there. Yep. And so to be able to come down here in your daily driver, swap out, go for a drive, come back, park it, lock it, put your key in the locker, pull the app up, get a, you know, send an email or a, a message to uh, Metropolitan Detail, get it serviced, come back, do it again. Maybe you need to get your oil changed, you know, all being done at, while you're at your desk or at, with your family. Like, um, like you said before, I mean, you, we did that in, in early December before you're open. We did a nice drive and, you know, Amanda has started Bella Corsa, the, the women's only drive, drives and incredible and they're starting out of here. So it's a really good start to getting people out there and enjoying their cars because, I mean, I feel like Drivers Club is a lot of people who actually enjoy their cars. They're, they're, I'm, I have nothing against people that collect them and, and, and look at them, but I can't do it. It's not me. It's like, yeah, I was always the kid that had just to sit in the seat before I was even, you know, had a license going, you know, making the noises and taking myself on a drive through my memory. I like to look at them just like the next guy. Don't get me wrong, you know, and, but I also like to drive them. And so this, I think, is the best combination of the two is where you can you can provide that easy button, for the lack of a better term, that, gets you to uh to do both yeah we definitely know how much work it takes to get drives organized it's speak with the seamont rally that was way more work than even i anticipated and we'd done it two years prior but then turning it into an event for something we actually do have to plan for with guest lists that was a whole another ball of wax that i was not ready for when it, we first started that. it's a lot of work yeah it's it's we're like a hotel concierge travel agent that's what really what amanda's focus is and that's what i've told her you know and that's coming back to the the automation of the building i really want her to focus on doing the fun stuff and and doing the social events and so you know we talked about bella corsa but bella corsa is a big focus of mine because i really want you know our first one of our first events will be amanda leading an all-female drive event to walla walla with the bella corsa team and you know that's going to take a lot that takes a lot of time to organize and and so you as a driver can just show up but that's the amenity of the club you know, and that's the part of the the dues that you pay. And so when people come and they think, oh, well, that's a lot of car storage. Oh, that, I, I don't necessarily need that. And then you show them really what you actually are getting. And people, when I was when we were going through this exercise of looking at the markets and looking at what car storage is, car storage is is not that sexy. It's you know, parking cars is not that much fun. And you look at what people I don't know. That's pretty sexy. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty sexy. <laughs> sitting up, up here in the, cl- the clubhouse, at- looking down at those cars. That's pretty damn sexy. <laughs> yeah. The, the looking at my dad's '76 FJ. It is pretty nice for here. Yeah. But uh, what was I talking about? I but lost it, my about train how of it's just the, the planning and how much it's all the, the planning. Yes. Yeah, and and your building is a good representation of that. That if you guys are going to put on an event, you know it's going to live up to the standards that you're already presenting with the building. So there's a, there's a not it's not really a leap of faith to say hey if they're planning something it's going to be good. And that's where the app comes into we we can run a poll. So we'll put an event up there and if you are SVP and we get up to five, say we want to do a dirt fish day, say we want to do a rally down PCH and end up at uh Lufkacult. you know, say we wanna uh go do Smokey's GT in Atlanta, which is already booked up, surprisingly, with our members Dang. out of Atlanta. Those are the things that we're trying to put on for our members. And then they see the value that they get out of what they get out of the club. And it's more than that. And then back to what I was saying that what people are thirsty for people really, when you go out there and you start doing the demand modeling and you look at what people actually want, they actually are way more interested in the clubhouse and Amanda than they are about me and car storage, you know, like this. <laughs> Amanda's more interesting, let's be honest. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and she's better looking than all of us. A little bit. I mean, <laughs> a lot, a lot better, better looking than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Doug thinks he's pretty. 
I, you know, when I look in the mirror in the morning, it's, it's, I, we can cut this out. You, you, are, you are the kind of guy that looks in the mirror in the morning and talks to the reflection, aren't you? You're a beautiful soul. I just think I'm getting old. I'm, I'm starting to see gray Where's hair. Where's the young guy from yesterday? I want to see that guy back. Yeah, we're actually all about the same age. How, your dad is a car guy, and you said he was a part of this. Like, I wonder how that was growing up, because he's a big off-road guy from what I know. Well, it's, it's mostly motorcycles. Um, Wayne's passion is, is, is motorcycles, and I... I think I was five when I got my first motorcycle. Yeah, same here. And that's kind of where my passion was was uh, started, was dirt bikes. And ever since that I was five years old, I can't remember, I still ride to this day, you know, with in with my dad. And those are the, the memories that I have of, of going out trail riding, riding motocross, riding vintage motocross. Uh, it was only until, you know, later that he started almost to slow down that he started to look at the cars uh, because he needed to get behind a wheel. He just, you know, you're you, with age, you get a cage. Yeah. And I think it was 2009, he showed me uh, pictures of his brand new Land Cruiser that he had paid to have restored out of a firm in New Hampshire. And I looked at that and I said, I want to do that. But I didn't have the money to do it at the time. So I said, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it better. And so I just built mine. And I call it my kit car, so to speak. But I matched the, the same year. It's a 1976. His is a 76. He did a, a Cummins 3BT in his. So I did a Cummins 3BT. I ordered a frame off of Craigslist. And the guy goes, okay, when are you going to come pick the frame up? And I said, just cut the frame stamp out of the VIN and ship it to me with the, the title. I'm just going to build, I'm going to order and build my own frame. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. Uh, and then I found a, a ship builder out of British Columbia that makes uh, reproduction panels called Aqualoo. And they do the fenders and the hoods and the, but they don't make the, the, the doors and the roof and everything. Um, so I was able to order a little bit of the, of the, the main body. Uh, out of uh, uh, aluminum reproduction stuff. And then from there, I got some axles. It was like that Johnny Cash song, you know, 52, 53, 46, 56, 56, 76. Yeah. Yeah. So I got axles off of 78, doors, you know, this and that. And, and then with the help of Colin, and that's where I met Keith. Uh, actually, Keith had built my RS Ameri- my 93 RS America race car. Um, he did my, my cage and everything. But then I had him do Northrop. It did my cage for my Land Cruiser. Previous guest of ours, yeah. And mine was a little bit of a of a of an ode to Icon, you know. I don't oh, know, yeah, yeah. John Ward, Icon, yeah, yeah. And so you know, toggle switches and the race pack dash and the Recaro seats and and then I uh, when it came time to paint it, I said, well, I'm not going to paint it. I'm going to Linex it. And my buddy ran a Linex uh, shop, and so we did Toyota Dune Beige 416 tinged it with the help of Wesco at all uh, or Ollie at Wesco here in Bellevue and uh it turned out okay you know I guess the one thing I would tell people if you're thinking about putting Linux on your truck is the gaps and the tolerances and the thickness do not match no so Linux you, is thick stuff I used to do that for a living back in Spokane <laughs> and people would be like I want it on the doors I'm like your doors won't close afterwards yeah. <laughs> like on your F350 I don't care what the tolerances luckily, are luckily the I'm door gaps on, on a Land Cruiser yeah. are so big <laughs> that it yeah. actually yeah. got away with it but anything better so we it, so we uh we keep these. These are our ranch rigs. Um, Wayne has a, a a ranch that he bought with his, a business partner in the '90s, and it's a hunting ranch. And so we go deer and elk hunting uh, with these. And so when we get there, we both hop in our our trucks and get our rifles, and we we go. You know, we're just good old boys and go out exploring. And it's just a lot of fun. And so when I did that build, because I click a mouse for a living, and this is really an outlet for me. And that's where I did, I transitioned from motorcycles to, to to cars or automobiles, trucks, and that. 
also was a way for me to stay grounded at the house because I worked on it. I did it in my garage over about two and a half years. And my wife was happy because, well, kind of happy. I was making noise, but at least I was home. And I was, and that's when I knew that I needed to find a passion that didn't take away from that. And now my kids and I, we love it. It's like our beach, you know, I'll, I'll bring it back. I built the TPD trailer custom height for it so I can bring it back and forth from the ranch. And uh, we'll bring it back here to uh, Washington and, and we'll use it as the, the beach rig, you know, go to the lake, you know, I, and destroy it. And, you know, we had our industry night and the only thing that you can touch was that, you know, and the kids just crawled all over yeah. it. And that's what I love about that truck is that I just want you to go, like <laughs> go destroy it. <laughs> yeah. I just say Brandon said the same thing about his, uh, his Pinsgauer, Ben, I guess he prefers to go by, but Brand, our previous guest about the Pinsgauer and it's going to see that appeal. What, where did the Porsches come into play though? Cause I mean, you've got quite the Porsche collection now too. Well, that kind of started with, cars, I well, that, that's how, you know, so I had, uh, finished my master's and I had a Subaru Outback for my, for my commute to Seattle and it was totally trashed from parking it at, you know, lot N1, as everybody knows at UW, you just, that's what happens. And I, I said, you know what, it's time for a fun car. And so I did what every uh, sane Seattleite does. They go buy an Audi S4. I think that's just like, hey. your, it's like your Seattle starter pack. It is. You have the same it ones. We've had four of them now, I think. <laughs> Three of them. I buy BMWs. Yeah. <laughs> Some people never learn. And I'm a cook. You're, so you're from Spokane. That's the different so. side of the yeah. spectrum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and so I, I was shopping around and looking at the auto, uh, the, the detail shops because I wanted to get, uh, you know, all the fancy stuff, the coatings and the protective stuff on it because I like to drive. Yeah. And that's where I met John and Benjamin. And John was just a huge enthusiast and a super nice guy. And we quickly became uh, friends, John and Benjamin, through just being a client. This is Metropolitan Detail we're talking about, guys, podcast here. And so from there, I had another kid. So I needed to get a bigger car. So I bought an S6. And then I had another kid. And so I bought a Land Cruiser, a FJ200, a newer one. Yeah, 200. And then I realized that that thing is, I built that thing up with, with Doss Mule. Yeah, I so wish I would have bought that thing. For me. <laughs> I sold it to a buddy of mine, PJ. He has it. Hey, PJ, I want your Land Cruiser. Anyway. <laughs> PJ loves that thing. Um, it doesn't get, as you know, it doesn't get any good mass. Feet to the gallon. <laughs> probably eight, to, nine in a good day. Because I, I went and drove Eli's Raptor uh, from Auto Club in Scottsdale. And, and we went and drove that thing. And I was like, okay, I'm getting a Raptor. I got to get a Raptor. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm, I've put almost 20,000 miles and that's like the longest i've ever had a car because <laughs> you well you know it's the, the thing is is uh, with with the raptor it touches everything yeah and this is the what i explain to people is like a normal f-150 is sprung to trailer with a raptor they say f it we're not trailering anything we're just going to spring this thing for jump you know jumping and comfort and so when you go over a concrete expansion joint on a freeway on a turn instead of that getting that sideways with yeah. the Raptor, it's, you know, it's planted and you can park it, you know, and you can accelerate to the corners and it's got that Baja feel. And there's a big difference between a, a Raptor and a normal F-150. And it actually is way more comfortable to daily drive if you can handle the width. Yeah, it's a big vehicle. But I mean, if you need something narrow for the trails, you've got the FJ. Yes. So, I mean, you really got the best of both worlds right there. And if you want to get it really narrow, you got the bikes. So, so I, you've got it all covered for off-road. I just I, remember when the Raptors came out. Remember that video of that guy that jumped it down in the <laughs> south like, <laughs> like, and just buckled the front end? Like it was like the power line video, right? Yeah. The guy was... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just buckled the front end every... Yeah. How to avoid your warranty. Yeah. <laughs> well, he would have been fine if everybody in the country hadn't seen the video. <laughs> this broke. No. I don't know what happened. 
Yeah. So, uh, so John, so coming back to Metropolitan Detail and the Porsche, so, uh, you know, I had the fast car to me was the S4 and the S, you know, with the Audis and, um, and I wanted to go to the track. I, you know, I had this itch that I needed to scratch. And John told me that there was a, a, a RS America on consignment at 425 Motorsports. And so we made a deal and I bought that thing and I immediately drove it to Cantrell. And I said, all right, Colin, make me an air-cooled track rat. You know, give me, make it safe, give it everything you got. And and that's where we, I the Porsche train, we have a local Porsche track group called Porsche train. And that's, uh, and we just, we mostly go to ORP in the Ridge. And we just went in years of just taking it out there uh, and learning the track and learning that car made me realize that I need to get a GT3 S. That was another, that was the hole in my heart. That well, I, I mean, it's a big jump. Once you get into that track mode, you realize how much more track focused GT3 RS really is right from the factory. It's like, what mods do you do? Tires after they've worn out? Well, it was a guards red RS America and I was drinking the Kool-Aid and I just wanted to go with an, and there was a car in Houston that was for sale and I flew down, test drove it, said, I'll take it. And this was back when they were going for MSRP. Uh, and the dream that must have been. Yeah, you know, and it was a steal of the uh, for me. It, and again, took it to Colin, and then did the, you know, kind of that. This is on the red one, right? Yeah, the red yeah. one with the Sex Panther exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? What? That's not the name you call the car, though. Bloody Mary is okay, the name yeah, of okay. it. Yeah. What Bloody Mary with Sex Panther. Panther. Yeah, that's correct. So that's a 2011. Okay. Yeah. Paint a sample guards red. Uh, long story, but a dentist didn't want it, so I got it. <laughs> Shocking it's always story. A dentist. Why is it always a dentist? It's always. I work in the dental field. You know how many pe- people I pull up to their office and it's got a red portion. That's parking? part of the dental roll-up. Is like, okay, like, take me to your garage. <laughs> Thank you for graduating from University of Washington Dental School. Would you like to buy a red Porsche? <laughs> My first Porsche. He's a Porsche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. those people are Porsche. Ro- drivers are Porsches. <laughs> yes. My first Porsche was a guards red 944. Oh, and if, and yeah. Yeah. And slow as molasses, but it was a Porsche, and it was mine, and I loved it. Even how it was just a different kind of car, and even though that barely qualifies as a Porsche, being the Audi motor and front engine and all that. But now, <laughs> now that I'm looking for 911s, I, there's a part of me that's like, I want another white car. Today, I was flipping through. I'm like, maybe I want a red one, <laughs> just to throw back to what I had, you know. Well, you, I never knew I wanted a red car until I bought a Porsche. You know, it was like, and even when I bought the RSA, I was like, ah, oh, do I want a red one? And now. Jeez, I can't. I don't know. I just ordered a another one. Um, I have a dot two RS coming, and I don't know. It's on the boat right now. Nice, congratulations. And it's in red. And so I, I now I'm I'm starting the red collection here because the other the RSA. My friend Reinhardt, he bought it off of me, and I have first right of refusal. So I always tell Reinhardt, if you're listening to this, it's on record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few cars I could take back. <laughs> as far as col- colors or what? No, just like my old 944. There's cars I wish I hadn't sold. Just because I, there's, a, I don't get. Is it your RX seven? It's your RX seven, isn't it? <laughs> it is definitely not the RX seven. So that was such a great car; it would just take you to the gas station. Yeah, if it ran long enough, a nine sixty four. Amanda's hinting at a nine sixty four. Should I get a nine sixty four? Hey Doug, tell me about your nine sixty four. Oh, in case you don't know, Amanda is sitting here giving us notes while we do this. <laughs> She wants me to talk about a car, yeah. another car. Uh, I love the 964. So that was that car is an interesting car. So there's there's this guy that he's kind of infamous in the Porsche world. His name is Moody. John Hua is his name. And uh, if you need a, a Porsche, you just text him and you're like, hey, I'm looking for this. 
And I said, hey, I need to scratch the, I need another air cooled because I sold the RSA. It's like Steve Theodore with Supras. Yeah. And he's kind of part of this whole driver's club thing because he has a warehouse in the out of the Bay Area, and he tells me about all the cars and the guys that he stores for them, and he's got a little clubhouse, you know, and so he's just another little, you know, data point. But he sent me back a picture of a slate gray uh, metallic C2, uh, 92, uh, with white guts. And I was like, oh, I don't really want a white, Yeah, you know, I don't want to have to do this. How many miles does it have on it? 92,000 miles. Oh, perfect. I'll take it. Because I like stuff that's completely gone and nobody wants anymore and it's affordable because I'm going to recreate it anyways. I, everything that I own is modified and, you know, I want to make it mine. And and so that car immediately, before I if I took it from San Francisco, shipped to L.A., went to Lufka Cola in it, had Colin ship some Recaros down, put the Recaros in so we can feel comfortable and feel our back on the way home. And then I had a friend named Dorian who runs a, a, a private mechanic shop out of there. He used to work. He did uh, work for Singers, uh, and he set up the suspension, the KW suspension. He used to work for NASA. He's a pretty. He carries his bucket, his brain in a bucket. But uh, uh, any, long story short, drove it up PCH. Now, uh, now it's it's the only car that I have that doesn't have a rear cage in the back, so the kids can go in it. And so that's my family car, <laughs> except for the Raptor, obviously. But my family Porsche. Yeah, and that's yeah. what you see in the in the video. As I say, if we we will have the video post. We posted in our last article as well or our last guest as well because uh ben did the video but we're going to obviously include it in this one too i think we published on our page a number of times but it is it's such a perfect video because it's so you and i love that about it ben did a great job capturing you in that video knowing you i was like ah, that's doug 100%. apparently i like to drink coffee that's you do <laughs> very, he's very passionate about his coffee <laughs> well that's you know for that's one of the we'll have a i just that's a slayer that's in there it's a local seattle bespoke coffee machine uh and i love that thing we're gonna have one in driver's club and that's part of that experience is we're gonna have the uh the, the local coffee roaster here cafe luso they're gonna come in they'll teach you they have they have a macanista school we'll bring them in so if you want to learn how to pull shots and, and learn about coffee and go tour their facility they're just down the road so you know that's like my little segue for for Cafe Luso right there, but they're great guys, and th- and that's again the experiential stuff. Like, how do you combine cars and fun and coffee in <laughs> in Westland whiskey? I guess, but that's pretty much everything that you need to cover. I think <laughs> start your day with coffee, go for a drive, end the day relaxing with a glass of whiskey. That sounds pretty perfect to me. Yeah. So what's next then? Are you gonna drive something else besides a Porsche? Yeah, actually. So I I had another scratch that I had to go because now seeing all of these Ferraris drive around. So a 488 is coming. So Roberto and I started talking about what Ferrari to get. And he said, okay, start off with the 488 Spider. Like you with the GT Grand Touring car, I wanted something to take the top off. I didn't want to, yeah. uh, I didn't want a coupe. So I, I get a ton of crap for wanting a convertible Porsche. And I, and normally me a few years ago would be rightfully so. Why would you buy a 911 Turbo S or any Porsche with, without a hard top? Because you totally take away the, the track factor of the car but I want to go drive through Zion with the top down again. That was the, probably the best driving experience of my life, and I can't imagine doing it with a roof on. Are you going to wear pants this time? No, <laughs> definitely okay, just not. checking. Pants are optional. No, mm-hmm. got to let pants that wind off, blow. Got to get that wind Pants off, through. Porsche off. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag, pants off, Porsche off. <laughs> That's uh, happening. I'm going to remember that. Yep. <laughs> this portion was brought to you by Haggerty. Insurance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't just get there, enjoy the drive, butt naked. 
It's a good thing our Haggerty rep that's is like amazing. That's like a twelve thousand dollar seat you're sitting in. So yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You want nothing but the best for your buns. <laughs> it's very hard to find an unleavened Turbo S with the optional carbon buckets. For the record, <laughs> yeah, I'll get the tour. You want seat. the air conditioning, so you know when when it sticks, you can push the air conditioning on. And just pulls you right off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, everybody listening is just painting this terrible mental picture and cringing on the other side of the speakers over there. <laughs> Yeah. It's not that bad of a picture. You're driving along without pants on. Nobody can tell. It's if like you, a if newscaster. You get, if, you get the, if you get the baseball leather seats, it'll match your skin. I'm very pasty. <laughs> okay, get the white interior. You can imagine the tour buses in Zion going through. Everybody looking the down. The Seattle going, ah! Sombrero or your tan up here and then completely. Yep. <laughs> you see that guy in the Porsche. It's 93 degrees, but it looks like it's really cold in that car. Yeah. The Corvette owner in me is slightly wearing off. I've still got the amazing farmer's tan from owning the vet. But. Well, and you know, for me, like coming back, you know, you have to realize that this, this entire dream is really with my dad and I, you know, my dad's a big part of this. And so with the 488, with the FJ, with the port, you know, so we all, it's, there's really no boundaries of ownership, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's one and everything, you know, and a lot of my success is because of my father. So it's, you know, I share everything and he shares with me. And that's kind of that part of that sharing mentality that I get with Wayne is there's just no borders. You just want to you just want your friends to be happy and to, to see and to experience your happiness and share with your success. And with, with driver's club, like, again, we're just trying to create that environment where you can come and hang out and you're just a normal guy. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how successful you are. There's going to be someone else with more money than you yeah. in this world. Yeah, they mean that. Doug, uh, Dan and I are members. So they, they that's, that's definitely <laughs> speaking of the other of the spectrum. Yeah. You leave your check your the it's like check your ego at the door you know come here to to listen and to learn because i think we all i guess this is a podcast we're talking but we always could listen more you know stop talking so yeah well it's fun i mean that's why we do this is to tell the people stories because we meet really amazing people while we do this and that's why we started the podcast is we meet these cool people with all these amazing stories and this is the environment they a lot of our Yes, our members here already. They've already signed up because they already completely understand what you're trying to do, and that's just build a better community. Well, that's why when I immediately met Nick, I realized that I needed to never put him in front of a camera and keep him behind a microphone. But I have a beautiful face for radio. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I know, I, and and you know, and we're this is and a just a voice like a sea siren. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the rocks. <laughs> So, you know, we lo- having Rain City Supercars here is a great marriage. It's a good example of how I want the the community, I want this to be accessible. I want you guys to bring your success and to bring your, your format into here in the clubhouse to bring to have the members come experience this live. And uh, this is just another example of that experience that we're trying to do here. So, yeah, come on into the clubhouse, watch us live. Uh, we're still working on our schedule for 2019, but. Well, and I mean, Doug, thank you for this opportunity. Really yeah, this is great. It. I mean, I mean, not that I didn't love broadcasting from my kitchen, but... Um, it's a lovely kitchen. This is a slight upgrade. I mean, I got a big kitchen, so, you know. Yeah. Well, you just have to wear pants now, so... Yeah, well, That's kind really. of a win for me, so thank if, you. I told you, if you'll tell We're going to work on socks next. <laughs> if you, if you t- hey, these are Colhans. They're meant to be worn without socks. Thank you very much. If you tint these windows, I don't have to wear pants. How? What's the temperature outside? It's didn't your mother degrees. tell you not to go outside without You're wearing socks? You're didn't show up in shorts today. It's 30-something degrees outside. The car across the street is frosted over already. And I'm 250 pounds worth of man meat, so I don't get cold. <laughs> Just take some of that beard, cut it off, and shove it in there like moss. <laughs> oh, beard socks? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> beard socks. You don't understand. 
<laughs> well, now that you're all thinking about beard socks, let's take a quick break from our sponsor, Haggerty, and we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Doug, something I really want to touch on is something that, you know, Dan and I are, are, are social members here. And Drivers Club is not just always about, you don't have to be, to be a member here, you don't have to store a car. You have a social membership program, the well that you come in, you can enjoy all the benefits of Drivers Club, but you don't have to store your car here, correct? Yeah, we, we recognize that, you know, I have a friend like Reinhardt who has my RSA. He, he has a barn and he lives in uh, up north. And he doesn't need to, to store a car here. Or he doesn't need to show a car is what I, I, exactly. I tell people. But he still want, he uh, makes runs down here to the east side. He's got clients. And this is a great place for him to come take meetings and to, to have lunch meetings. Or, and so we realized that this a social membership makes a lot of sense. And Amanda's actually the one that kind of pushed me towards this. We're limiting it to 100 executive members, and that's it, storage members, so to speak. And then the, the social membership... Uh, we're going to kind of feel that out, uh, but it still has the same curation process where you basically have to interview and get in to get accepted because if you're going to be here and you're going to be part of this club, you still have the same criteria. It's just that you don't need to put a car in the showroom or you don't have a need or you not yet. And we actually have some members that, and it's a great way to get your feet wet too. Um, we are a new club, so you can come in and you can see the value proposition, and and then you can grow with us in in that respect. And so the net in the events that we'll do with the social members and the executive members coming into the springtime, we'll have uh, like we talked about the Bella Corsa uh, event, the the Walla Walla uh, rally. Um, we're planning a, a dirt fish day for our members. We've got our Smokies GT rally that we're doing it outside of the Atlanta area, the Smoky Mountains. I don't know if you've ever done Deals Gap, Tail the Dragon. I've heard of Tail of the Dragon, obviously. I haven't done Deals or Tail the Dragon. I know them well from my uh, motorcycle days and everybody always going over there, but I haven't done it myself yet. That's on my oh. list. I it's know. and that and that's all centered around doing uh, the philanthropic angle of of uh, cystic fibrosis, and so every year we try and outdo ourselves um, uh, in how much money we can raise, and it's just a bunch of they limit it the same thing to seventy five Porsche GT owners, and we go or this year we're going to Road Atlanta, and then we'll, after that we'll go up into the Smoky Mountains and tour the Smoky Mountains with just a bunch of Porsche nistas, so to speak, uh, and then we have a loose Saturday night auction format, and we raise the paddle and figure and you know everybody kind of donates some goods and so that's one angle of of driver's club that i think that is really excited to do and that's that philanthropic angle or the do good uh everybody has a a charity or a a cause that they're interested in and this is a space for them to bring that in and to to help that cause and we can handle up to about 150 people here for a cocktail event upstairs but we have a lower area and so we can handle about you know the warehouse can take a ton of people but i always tell people it's quality over quantity and uh, with our dinner, uh, we have a full catering kitchen here. So if you wanted to bring in your caterer or you can bring in our partner, the pomegranate, uh, who's just around the corner, uh, we can handle up to 50 people here with our furniture. So you can... You even have your own little golf cart to take people down to pomegranate, don't oh, you? Oh, that's right. You got the cool... Courtesy guy. of Washington Lift Truck, PJ. Absolutely. A little shout out to him. He uh, made in Wisconsin uh, street legal up in neighborhoods up to 25 miles an hour. So we call it the Palm Runner. The po- good old Palm Runner. <laughs> to the Pomegranate Bistro. Perfect. Yep. 
And Costco. I can attest to Costco. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, and that was kind of one of the reasons why, you know, people go, hey, why didn't you put a kitchen here? Or why in one, restaurants are really difficult. Kitchens are just really expensive. And uh, I'd rather outsource that. And everybody has their own favorite food uh, and their own favorite caterer, their own favorite chef. And I'd rather have that that diversity again of bringing those companies in and having that that diversity and flavor obviously we have our favorites i consider myself switzerland right but we have our favorites pomegranate is is one of our good partners and they have an express catering option so if you wanted to come here and and have a catered uh, business lunch they can bring you sandwiches in a half hour it you know full uh, full deal and obviously with the uber world it's easy to bring stuff in so the clubhouse the uber, yeah oh yeah for the uber <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, that's not wasn't very funny. Mm. What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> He's just gonna keep going. You're with getting it. worse I as know. the podcast. He's goes tired. On. He's cut off. <laughs> that's not a lie. <laughs> I am tired, and I should be cut off. <laughs> <laughs> All of those are true. I I think that my net, my uh, beard socks joke was probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to think about it as, as a business idea, like beard socks. <laughs> I could see a hipster thing. Shave it off your it. face, put it on your feet. Beard socks. <laughs> Glue not included. <laughs> you know it would work in Portland. Customer must grow own beard. <laughs> beard socks is not responsible for growing a beard for your feet. <laughs> Witness. Mm, yeah. Mm, greatness was... You heard it. You heard it. <laughs> happened here tonight. That's at least, a ten, that's at least a $10 idea right there. <laughs> $10. Anyway. Brought to you by Mach Five. So we're and then we're so we're doing this. It'll come out here in a little bit. But McLaren's throwing their so the the brand new McLaren dealership, um, Open Road Auto Group. They've got the reward with the McLaren uh, charter, and so they're throwing a, a party here on the twelfth of December, and we're really excited about that. McLaren's a, a new brand to the area, and it's a it's a great brand for the area. It's, it's really aligned with the tech industry here. Oh yeah, uh, um, and I'm sure it will do well. And what's great about having a party like that is we don't move the cars. The cars stay there. We have a lower event area um, where we can move some cars, but otherwise the member cars stay there and we'll stanchion off a little area um, for the event area. But otherwise uh, we're not moving that Porsche. We're not moving that Ferrari. We're, you know, if you want to come and be a part of this, you have to take the member stuff with it. So yeah, that's really important to me is that we're, nobody puts baby in the corner or we don't feel like the brand other brands can't coexist with each other so oh, no man and it is beautiful looking out this window we talked about it a little bit on our last episode but just <laughs> it's a day at exotics looking out the window already and you guys are still filling up it's just it's a beautiful showroom with some very very significant cars so the members will have to come check it out i don't know if we want to spoil other members cars that are stored here but man it's a it's a beautiful looking showroom already yeah and that's and, and we really you know if you're like I said, we're we're very approachable. We you know we talk about the curation process, but it, with membership. But if you're if you love cars and, and you're in the area, we would love to talk with you about you know what what our club is about and and see if it's a good alignment. You know we we want you to feel like you're it's not you know obviously we have gr- it's great quality cars and great quality memberships, but we want to also tell, let people know that we're you know we're very approachable. We're still normal yeah. people, so. Just a bunch of car lovers. That's right. <laughs> Except for Nick. Except for Just a car loving friends. So you're getting together, looking at cars and drinking whiskey. Or Rainier. Or Rainier. Thank you, Rainier. Yeah. All right. I guess we should say thank you, Doug and Amanda, for getting us Rainier. Yeah, no kidding.
and allowing us a place to uh, to broadcast here. But Doug, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. We really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, obviously, and no. thank you for loaning us Amanda, to becoming our best friends. We appreciate that too. I don't know if you do, but we do. No, this is great. Can't wait to to sit here and to watch you guys grow. Yeah, I'm excited to have uh, your members. If you're the members that are listening, you can come check us out. Uh, we're broadcasting here live. Mem- members are welcome to come and sit in and get a six day ahead of the head preview. We try not to stretch it out over multiple weeks so that we stay more relevant to the content of what's happening right now. But we would love to have members come and say hi and meet you personally and talk to us. Uh, I've got a few ones already, so. We're even going to have, uh, we're working on scheduling right now for next year, but we're going to have a few members that are going to be on the podcast as well. Yeah, and we've had several members that are already have been guests, so that's great too. Thanks, guys. For Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.